find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hello, welcome to the episode. Before we get started, we did want to say that we are going to spend just a couple minutes talking about sexual assault in this episode. If that is not something you would like to listen to, we're going to put the timestamps in the description so you can skip it. Thanks. How you doing? It feels nice. I actually like this length. I think this like short little bob that I have going on will have to be my my length. Cause anything that's longer just looks like unkempt to me. Yeah. I don't know. I still yeah. I was gonna start talking about my hair, but it's not of you know like the hair in like harry potter and goblet of fire where all everyone's <laughs> hair is just so like shaggy and long yeah that's, that's what I, it felt like that's for me. what i feel like my hair is no i don't know it doesn't well, look like it i don't know it's just gross and it's always oily and i mean i guess like i could probably get trims more often but i don't want to cut it i want to grow it out i just can't figure out what i want to do with it style wise mm-hmm. that would probably help if i just got it styled but i can't yeah. be bothered yeah I can't be bothered either. I just chop it off once it gets too hot. So, okay. So this was a listener pick. We asked for suggestions and then we put the suggestions into a poll. And then everyone on Instagram voted for it. And the winner was Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that there are two Evil Dead movies. Well, there's a lot. Right. There, well, yes, but there's two The Evil Dead mm. movies. There's one that was released, uh, like it's a remake of this movie. No, I feel like the intent was the original. I, that's what I figured. But if it wasn't, next time be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> and write a year if there's multiple. You know, I was going to say, I, I wasn't smart enough to think about this the first time. But the next time we do a listener pick, we should let the winner give us like a blurb or a personal of why story they, of why they like that movie or why they want us to review it and yeah. then we can read it and shout them out on the pod but i'm stupid and i don't know who submitted that do you want me to check can you check probably evil dead was suggested by dead bone guys podcast Woo! Woo! so thanks a lot dead bone guys podcast <laughs> thanks a lot i had never seen this movie had you no and this is definitely like it's one of those classic as a cult classic following or mm-hmm. a cult following to it um i had never seen it though i feel like my like i don't know the 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 classic movies that i have not seen i think it's just because there's like no one in my family that's older than me to show me these movies you know what I mean like I had no one in my family to introduce me to like these typical like older horror movies you know where I think maybe that's 
particularly where people naturally watch these movies yeah i mean i have no family in general so i had never heard of this movie in my life oh you haven't no oh so but i also didn't i mean i we've talked about this i didn't watch horror growing up none of my family did yeah um well there is so there's this movie the evil dead which is the original uh released in 1981 then 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 there's uh the evil dead 2 then they remade this movie so then there's the evil dead and now they just released a new evil dead movie and it's called evil dead rise i saw that i saw that which is terrifying 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 it looks terrifying we should watch it yeah it's just came out i don't know if it's anywhere for us to rent i think it might just be in the theaters right now um but we should watch the trailer and record our reactions to it because it looks terrifying and sometimes i forget that movie theaters still exist yeah and for anyone wondering it's gonna take us a while if there's a movie that comes out in theaters because one we're not gonna go see it in theaters mainly because it's annoying and two because we take notes while watching the movie (laughs) and it's either going to be ridiculously impossible to do it in the dark on pen and paper or we'd have like our laptops or our phones the entire time and that's really annoying so usually if there's any movie like the evil dead rise we're going to have to just wait until it comes out where we can rent it somewhere preferably for not like 50 (laughs) dollars you know um and then there's also a show called ash versus evil dead where it's actually a comedy horror tv show that's based off of this and bruce campbell stars in it and it plays ashley nice um and there was i think they've done it multiple years but there's that's only been there one year when i went there was an evil dead ash versus evil dead uh maze at halloween horror nights mm. it's pretty cool there were lots of chainsaws and it scared the shit out of me i need that many spinoffs for creep yeah yep gotta get a tv show and a maze and a creep maze would be really cool yeah it would be cool Mm -hmm. that would be a good yeah that would be a good maze there were lots of chainsaws and i think anytime i've gone to like horror nights or fright fest or anything like that the chainsaws are the things that scare me the most i get that like tingle in my back when i like if someone's like revving like a chainsaw behind me i get that like tingle in my back where i'm like "Ah." (laughs) and one of my friends in high school she had really 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 beautiful long hair like down like past like to the back of her knees went to horror nights and someone was chasing her with a chainsaw and her hair got caught in the chainsaw (laughs) and they had to cut it (laughs) yeah because they use i think pretty sure they use real chainsaws they just take the chain out and replace it with like a rubber strip or something like that but it's it's like still the same mechanism and it got completely tangled in it and they just had to chop her fucking hair so sad that's fun anyways so before we get started do you have before i do my stuff do you have a kayla's question yes okay if okay if you had if you're fighting zombies Mm -hmm. and you're allowed one weapon of your choice Mm -hmm. it can be anything you want in the world one item that you can use as a weapon doesn't have to be a weapon Mm -hmm. you can can pick a loaf of bread if you want Mm -hmm. i don't care but you got to pick one item Mm -hmm. what are you picking 
I think so. I've watched a lot of The Walking Dead, and everyone has their like signature weapon that they use typically. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to use a gun. That's unrealistic in the sense that you'd need ammo for it, and eventually, ammo is going to run out. Um, I am torn between like a crossbow, and then there's a character because uh, you haven't seen The Walking Dead really. There's a character. Her name's Michonne, and she has like a katana, mm-hmm. good like a ninja type sword deal. I think she might have two actually like two swords Mm -hmm. or it might be one i think it's between a crossbow or like a katana what about you so i'm thinking smarter not harder okay and i don't know a lot about zombies so you tell me if this would work or not but i'm thinking i found a loophole okay i think i'm gonna carry around just a syringe and just inject them with poison just euthanize them I guess, but you'd have to get really close to them. Yeah, but I mean, I'm fine unless they bite me, right? What if it's a really long needle? (laughs) It's just like a (laughs) three-foot, like, needle. Did I ever tell you about the Why don't you get, like, a a bow and arrow and, like, have poison darts? Oh, that would would be smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever... I, I feel like I had to have told you this story. When I got my wisdom teeth out, I was, like... I don't think I've ever been more anxious for anything in my entire life mm-hmm. than the anesthesia because it was mm-hmm. my first time going under. Yeah. And I was terrified to the point that like I had like I caused a scene like I almost walked out in the waiting room. I was yeah. like, I cannot do this. And honestly, if I hadn't been in so much pain, I would have walked out like I was so obnoxious about it. But I was so, so, so scared. Like I can't even tell you. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I my appointment was at like two o'clock and I couldn't eat all day. couldn't drink all day. Oh, God. Why so would you make it two o'clock? I, don't know, I think it was the only one available. It was like an emergency thing. But oh. anyways, we got there. I um it was it was a whole thing I was really really scared I was like crying a little bit and I was also delirious and I think part of the reason why I I was in such a bad mood about it was because I I hadn't eat or had anything to eat or Mm -hmm. drink and so I got in the back I I did it and I went through with it and I got in the back and the nurse who was prepping me she was like so I heard you're a little nervous (laughs) And I was like, I went to say, yeah, I'm just really nervous about the anesthesia. But something from my brain to my mouth, it didn't quite compute. And what came out was, yeah, I'm just really nervous about the euthanasia. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so nervous to be euthanized. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyways, that was only somewhat related. Um, Yeah, I feel you. Anyways. Well. This is The Evil Dead. It was released in 1981, right at the beginning of the 80s. Uh, So it has a cult following, so of course it has like pretty decent ratings. Uh, It has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 71% on Metacritic. Uh, This was directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, It was also written by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi has directed... um, some surprising when you know if you know him from the evil dead then the other movies that he's probably known for in a completely different genre he recently directed dr strange and the multiverse of madness and he has also uh directed spider-man one two and three the ones with toby Maguire. uh 
so he's a very accomplished director now makes millions and millions of dollars he has also produced a horror movie he produces a lot of horror movies like don't breathe uh umma umma mm-hmm. umma uh, that we just watched uh, i think it's umma i think right? it's umma and the grudge uh the newer one and many others um the evil dead this movie was adapted by a short film that was written and directed by Sam Raimi, which was also starring Ellen Sandweiss, who plays uh, Cheryl, and Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash. And that was called Within the Woods. It was kind of like a calling card that he did uh, to try to raise funds to make this movie, and it, and it worked. It was pretty good, and it, he got about $90,000 to help uh, make this movie. Um, let's see are stars so we basically get like a a group of what is it it's five friends Mm -hmm. so we have bruce campbell who plays ash or ashley ellen sandweiss who plays cheryl richard de who plays scotty betsy baker who plays linda she's also been uh she was also uh had a cameo in old people which we've covered and Teresa tilly who is shelly uh, the budget for this movie was around, from what I found, it was a range of $350,000 to $375,000. And what do you think it made in the box office? Oh, I already know because I, I oh. saw it on Wikipedia. What did Sorry. yours say? Mine said like 20-something million, okay. $25 million. Because what I saw when I Googled it, it was either it was $2.7 million or $29.4 million. So I think $2.7 million was maybe what it had initially made and then to date it has made 29.4 million i think so i have a summary should i do that real quick all right five college students take time off to spend a peaceful vacation in a remote cabin a book and audio tape is discovered and its evil is found to be powerful once the incantations are read out loud the friends find themselves helpless to stop the evil as it takes them one by one with only one survivor left with the evil dead and desperately tries to fight to live until morning. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was good. And I know I'm talking a lot. I do have a lot of fun facts for this movie. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the cabin that is used as the film set was also lodging for 13 of the crew members. Uh, several of the crew members ended up sleeping in the same room, kind of stacked on top of each other. And the living conditions and the filming conditions were terrible. Uh, the crew also frequently argued. The cabin didn't have any plumbing, so the actors oh. went days without showering and fell frequently ill because it was freezing yeah, where they filmed it. Um, by the end of the production, they were actually burning furniture in the fireplace to stay warm. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so they basically blew the budget making this movie. Uh, Sam Raimi and his brothers and other, uh, you know, people like Bruce Campbell, they were taking out crazy loans and doing like selling things just to get enough money to finish making this film. And Bruce Campbell actually put up his family's property in northern Michigan as collateral so that they could not just finish the film, but but they could make it in 35 millimeter film, which was required at the time in the 80s to release it in theaters. So that is why uh, Bruce Campbell is 
uh, credited as a co-producer because of his kind of financial contribution that he made. Uh, And like I had mentioned previously, the temperatures were so cold while they were filming that the camera and other wiring that they were using froze. (laughs) So they had to use the fireplace inside the cabin to thaw everything before they could start filming. Which sounds great. (laughs) And another fun thing is at the premiere screenings of The Evil Dead, there were blood donor stations that were giving free tickets to the movie um, along with pins, like little uh, pin badges that said, I bled for the evil dead to the blood donors. So it was there, uh, Robert Tappert joked uh, on an interview that he said that it was their way of giving blood back to the community after making after using so much blood when used in filming. They used fake blood, but mm-hmm. but I thought that was really smart. That is really smart. It's a good idea. Yeah. More horror movies should do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's this super sick opening scene i think it's sick mm-hmm. it's kind of like a point of view sort of oh I don't the really, camera like swooping yeah i don't yeah. know how to describe it but it's very cool it's um yeah it's like a swooping camera and it's kind of shaky it looks like it looks like, like big foot's point through. of view yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very cool i don't know i can't really describe it very well, well so ha- okay let, let me explain how they did it and then maybe okay. it would, like make a better visual so basically they mounted the camera on like to like a two by four basically and then bruce campbell on one side and sam raimi on the other side and they just ran through the woods holding yeah. this camera and like running through the woods with it yeah that's how that's kind of yeah, how that's how i would have imagined yeah. um so anyways, we see um, some people driving a car. We're going to meet our main characters. We've got Ash, Linda, Cheryl, Scott, and Shelly. I'm going to be completely honest. I could not tell any of them apart. Up until the very end, I could tell Scott and Ash apart. But other than that, I I couldn't get it together. I did my very best. I just know Ash is dating Linda. Linda. Scott is, is dating, dating- Shelly. Shelly. And then Cheryl is Ash's sister. Yeah, I did yeah. know that. Uh, so they're driving. They um, they have a map. This was the days before Apple Maps. They have a mm-hmm. real map. They just crossed the Tennessee border. They're talking about how they're headed to uh, they're headed up to the mountains for a vacation and uh, renting a place. This was Airbnb before Airbnb was was a thing. Yep. Uh, there's there's a scene where it there's sort of like it's kind of one of those things horror movies do where there's a suspenseful moment that doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the movie but you think something bad's gonna happen there's another a red car that comes toward them and they end up having to swerve to like avoid hitting them head on. Um, but yeah, they're talking about going on their vacation. They're like, why are we getting it so cheap? Probably because it's haunted. So they pull up to the cabin and it is for sure haunted. The porch swing is just kind of banging against the side of the house, just in a rhythm almost. Yeah. Uh, And then it just randomly stops right as he kind of is reaching for the keys. Yeah. Um, This is the days before you would enter a house with a keypad. So he's got these old timey keys. They look like like, little skeleton keys. Yeah. Um, they, it looks like keys that would unlock a treasure chest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple keys on the 
keychain, and so he kind of tries a couple out before he gets in. So inside the cabin, it's weird, but honestly, living in the mountains now, I wouldn't question this place. It's not terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's it's a cat. Like, the, I was thinking about it. I was like, it just looks like out of date. But this movie also takes place in the 80s. So, like, I don't know if it really looks That's out true. of date. That's like, true. Like, they make it, try. they try to make it look like when he first opens it, you can see the light shining through. And they kind of try to make it look, like, dusty, like no one's been in there forever. And fun fact, I actually did think this while we were watching. I was like, that does, I know that they're trying to make it look dusty and stuff, but it just looks like smoke. <laughs> like, it looks like this place is burning down. And it's because... They did use cigarette smoke. It was actually uh, the producer, Rob Tappert, just basically was standing off camera smoking a cigarette. These to make poor it actors. Look, to make it look like dust. <laughs> uh, Ingenuity, you know? Yeah. So there's also kind of this weird shed, and we all know that we don't go into weird sheds in no. horror movies, but this guy goes in anyway. I think this is Ash at this point goes in. No, it's Scotty. It's Scott. Scotty. Never mind. Scotty's looking through everything while Ash and the girls are unloading the car. Yeah, so there, it's it's nothing really um, incredibly noteworthy. It's There's just a lot of weird tools that could definitely belong to a serial killer. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go in that shed. There's weird, like, totems hanging from the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. So they unpack and everything's great. Uh, that night, Cheryl is drawing a picture of this big grandfather clock. She's sitting in front of it in the room, kind of, kind of sketching it. I thought she was on the toilet. I don't know why my first instinct was... She's sitting on the toilet. I mean, yeah, maybe. She's just sitting there. And her hand seemingly becomes possessed. Mm -hmm. And she starts drawing against her will. Just, like, violently drawing. Yeah. And it looks like SpongeBob. (laughs) The drawing... The drawing... It looks like Doodlebob. I'm trying to be dead serious in describing what it looks like and i think it looks like spongebob yeah or maybe a guy with a paper bag on his head that was my other thought yeah it's a it's a box with like a weird little doodle face in the middle of it yeah which we find out later is like the book the demon book or whatever at first i looked at it and i saw a face but i didn't know if it was supposed to be a face and then she kind of there's banging on that like uh basement trap door type deal and so at first with the chains over it and at first i was like oh it's the door like she just drew the door but then later we see the book and i was like oh no it's the book (laughs) yeah um so then the cellar door kind of starts banging so that's not good news but she couldn't have really been that concerned because then she just goes to dinner yeah if i had literally just been possessed i would I would tell someone probably first. Yeah. But she just goes to dinner. Normal thing, I guess. So um, anyways, they're starting to take their first sips of their drink, uh, their drinks, and the trap door to the cellar that was banging previously just flies open Mm -hmm. on its own. And they're like, it's fine. Maybe it's just some animal. And Scott is like, I'll go check just to make sure. 
I think it's who is it? Is it Cheryl that's like, let's just close it up and leave it? And I was like, yes, that, yes, that do that. That would have the movie could have ended right there. Yeah, that would have solved just all the problems. Lock it back up, put some heavy furniture. <laughs> yeah, over and it go enjoy and, the rest of your and trip. And go enjoy the rest of your fucking trip. But no, Scotty's yeah. like, I'm gonna go down there and check it out. Ridiculous. So uh, Ash is kind of calling down there for Scott, and he doesn't answer, of course. So he follows him down with this really sick old timey lantern. Mm-hmm. Scott, were those used in the eighties? It looks like it's from. Well, he has a Scotty has the only flashlight, right? But I'm just saying those lanterns. It looked like it was from the eighteen hundreds. Were those used in the eighties? People still use those now. Like they're like nicer, but the people still use those like camping and stuff. Yeah, I guess. So he doesn't find Scott, but he does hear this crashing noise. So he goes to investigate. And of course, Scott jump scares him because he's a man. So of course he does. Yep. Um, and Scott has found some things. There is a gun. There's a recorder with a tape. There's a little dagger and a weird book that I, it is certainly demonic. It has all it's these like symbols from, in it. It's like straight out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a book that's literally made out of someone's face. So many unfortunate decisions were made. I would have put that book back immediately. I know. But that's not the choice that is made. They go back upstairs with all of their stuff and they play the tape they found. Yes, so there is a man, he's talking about excavating some Kandarian ruins, which he has found out is home to Sumerian burial grounds, and talks about the book that is bound by human skin, which is the face book, obviously, and talks about demons that lie dormant but are not truly dead, and they can only be resuscitated if you speak the incantation. Which then he proceeds to speak. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not a good idea. So, yeah. So, he says that. So, the book is called. Is it the book that's called Nat- Naturum Demondo? I don't know. I didn't get that. So, I did take it down. It's called Nat- Naturum Demondo is what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Which has the word demon in it. Why are and you going to mess with that? Demons. It says demon. Um, but yeah, just like you said, he says that there are incantations in the book that allow demons to possess the living. They start playing the tape and Cheryl's like, stop it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And then he just starts it again. Yeah. And immediately all this weird shit starts to happen. We see the ground outside kind of move and almost almost open up and you see this orange layer in it, which I I assume was maybe some kind of representation of hell, maybe. Maybe. Um anyways, um and then this tree just crashes through the window. It's also storming outside, by the way. Yeah. So there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of stuff going on and this tree crashes through the window and kind of just like like that's the climax everything's like whoa and then the tree crashes through the window and then everyone's like whoa okay chill yeah so the original script called for all of those characters to be smoking weed when they were listening to the tape nice and the actors decided you know method acting they were gonna do it for real 
But they had to redo the entire scene because of how uncontrollable everyone was. <laughs> Basically, they just couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> so they had to reshoot that entire scene of them listening to the tape. That sounds fun. That was so funny. But yeah, everyone's kind of gone their separate ways, it seems, after that. Yeah, well, I, Cheryl storms off and yeah. Ash and Scott argue because Ash is like, Scott, that was a dick move to keep playing it. Um, Linda goes to check on Cheryl, and when she's gone, Ash reveals that he has this little blue box, which has a mirror locket in it, Mm -hmm. that he gives to her. I really thought he was going to propose for a hot second. Me too. But she loves it, so that's good. He does this, like, weird thing, though, where he, like, pretends to be asleep, and then he's, like, looking at her, and she looks at him, and he's pretending to be asleep again. It was really confusing. There's a callback to it later, but whatever. I don't know why. (laughs) Just give it to her like a normal person. Um, But yeah, it's like a little magnifying glass type of necklace pendant. So unfortunately, there is some real sinister shit going on outside. And we see this, uh, again, kind of point of view of something or someone looking into the cabin through windows. But there's this really creepy music playing that also sounds like this really low guttural voice I'm assuming chanting. It's Mm -hmm. almost, you can't make it out, but it it sounds like it's chanting. I'm assuming the incantations, if if I were going to make a guess. Yeah, well, it goes from window to window. So we see Ash and Linda, right? Mm -hmm. Ash and Linda, like, making out. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Scotty and Shelly. They, like, look like they're about to, like, get it on. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to Cheryl, who's, like, getting ready for bed, brushing her hair and stuff. And right as uh, we see Cheryl, we hear them say, like, that voice say, join us. Mm-hmm. I loved those sound effects that they did in that scene. Mm-hmm. That would scare the shit out of me. If it was, like, dark and we had the, all the lights off. I think we were watching this during the day. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if all the lights were off, that would have scared the shit out of me. That was some really, really good sound effects. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Cheryl kind of, she hears noises going on. I, I guess it's not clear exactly what she hears, but she hears something. Mm-hmm. And so she goes outside in her robe and then just starts wandering out into the woods. Why the hell would you do that? And she's already saying that she's freaked out. Yeah, and Why? she says she Are you hears going into the woods. She says she hears something. Why would you go further into the woods? We hear like weird groaning noises, like tree branches snapping and things rustling in the woods, and she's still fucking standing out there. <laughs> yeah, and she hears this <sighs> cracking noise. The subtitles describe it as wood splitting wood splitting that's a good but really what's happening is as trees are starting to fall kind of like a domino line and for whatever reason she doesn't run no and so all of a sudden from the ground and from sort of around her these um they're really tree branches i put vines but they're not roots yeah they're roots and branches sort of taking the shape of vines and they start kind of snaking up around her body and crushing her pulling her clothes apart essentially trapping her there and then knocks her to the ground yeah and then her boobies are out so it it starfishes her it starfishes her so let me okay so 
I had a different understanding of what was going on in this scene than what I think is going on in this scene. Okay. So Wikipedia says she was raped yes. by the trees. Yes. I I just saw her getting sort of stabbed in the groin area. I didn't I was not I did not understand the extent of what was going on. Um that so that was worse than I thought. I thought yeah. I thought it was just one of those fucked up. You know how sometimes movies do where like you know the dude like gets his penis ripped off or whatever you yeah, know what i mean like, like they'll do just something like ah stuff. where you yeah. go like ah like i thought that was what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. i did not realize this was sexual assault yeah, no. so it's i don't a... like that very much yeah it's um it's so i have a question i'm sorry i'm gonna interrupt you because i have a question what is it with demons and sex because this is this is like a theme in the exorcist too yeah is where she just... says like really vault like really really revolting things yeah and i'm just i i just i just want to know is this like is it just because men are writing these things what is it is there what i'm asking is in the real world lore you know i don't believe in demons but for those who do Mm -hmm. is there something in canon for demons for people who actually believe that demons exist is there something that that ties them to sex somehow or is that just like does that come from the bible or is there something like i don't yeah i don't know like if it's specifically something with demons i do know that like with horror movies we have the typical like especially older ones that kind of i feel like it older horror movies and it kind of bleeds over into like newer horror movies just simply because it's like typical horror movie trope where it's like almost as if they're trying to make it like a moral story where it's like this is happening to these people like these teenagers go out into a cabin in the woods and it happened like they get slaughtered to death by whatever because they were doing drugs they were underage drinking they were having premarital sex things like that so i feel like in older movies because like we've seen it in the exorcist and we've now seen it in this one i don't know if we've watched any others that deal with demons that also deal like have a sexual nature to them but those are both older movies released around the same time so i feel like it's just supposed to be one shocking Mm -hmm. because both of these really elicited a response like having whatever her name is the little girl in the exorcist say those things even though it wasn't her voice saying them elicited a, a, like a pretty strong response out of people and this also re- elicited mm-hmm. a pretty strong response out of people albeit a very negative response a lot of people don't like this scene mm-hmm. it's cut out of a lot of places mm-hmm. very rarely do you ever see this scene yeah and the actors the producers everyone has said that they've regretted having yeah. this scene in the movie and originally it was just supposed to be she gets tangled in the vines But then I think it was the producer who said it needed to be worse. Yeah. And then they made it into this rape scene. I don't, I also don't know if it has specifically to do with demons or if it's just objectifying women. Right. You know, like putting women in very, like, dangerous and sexual, like, positions. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's like specifically demon related in the sense that the two movies that we've seen that have like very sexual objectification and sexual like 
shockingly sexual themes in it have both been demons. I don't know if it's demons or if it's just in the time that both of these movies were made, it was probably a little bit more acceptable to do objectifying things to women on screen and harm them as well. I do. And you know, I try not to be much of a snowflake and I actually really like this movie, but I, I, and this is also the eighties. So I, I get it. It's not, you know, it just doesn't hold up. It does. Yeah. It didn't age well. I, I do take issue with sexual assault in horror films Mm -hmm. because it's something that happens to so many women and and I mean of course right like murder killing those things also happen to women but there's just something violating about taking something that is so personal and that does happen to so again so many women and turning it into like ooh spooky you know and uh, and, you know, I think I've maybe talked about this on the podcast, too, that, you know, me and my my best friend, Nat, who mm-hmm. listens to this Shout podcast. Shout out to Nat! So, hi, Nat. <laughs> uh, but we have had many a conversation about how a lot of themes in horror films, older and modern, are just, like, watch men do these horrible things to women. Just that violence. also happen in like, real life. Yeah. But, but, like, eat popcorn and be spooked by it, you know? Yeah. So, Anyways, I'll step off my soapbox, but I, um, yeah, it didn't age well, and yeah. I, it, I, it would have been better if she was just stabbed. <laughs> yeah, just stab her literally anywhere else. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I it again. It is the age thing well, is, but... is like imagine. Okay, flipping the tables, devil advocate, whatever. Imagine if it was Scotty running off in the woods, mm-hmm. got tied down by some vines, and a tree branch goes up his ass. Right. Uh. Right. How well would that, that, that's, what? Right. No, I just generally, sex, It's just, I think violence against women is just yeah, something that violence, people really like to put into movies when it's not necessary. Yeah, violence against women, and I think sex and sexuality and sexual assault, all these things, just putting them in horror, I think, it doesn't make light of it, but it, it makes it into... It makes it into something because you're having it in a movie like, I mean, granted, it's like a woman being sexually assaulted by like the forest. So it's like, whoa, but it's also something that happens in real life every single day, like however often it does. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things like, I don't know, like you see it in a movie dealing with demons and like the forest is coming alive and then it's like. Also, we're going to sexually assault a woman. Right. Like, you don't need that. You don't need it. Like, yeah. you can take... And, and any movie that has anything that has to do with violence against... Like, sexual violence against a woman, mm-hmm. you can take it out nine times out of ten, and the movie is still the same, if not better. Yeah. It's just not needed. Yeah. They... they it could have been left out. But again, you know, it was the 80s. Fair enough. Um, At least, like, I don't know. It, it, I, I haven't seen anything that says that there are a lot of people that support this being in the film like oh it's such an important like it's not yeah um a majority of people say that you know it they regret it it shouldn't be in the movie and a majority of places that have this movie it gets edited out yeah so whatever bad choice enough with that Are you tired of this reality? Us too. 
How about once a week, you take a break and visit a different reality? In Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, we bring you a comedy podcast full of ghosts, werewolves, gentle vampires, and Frankenstein monstrosities made of 72 people stitched together. And somehow, that's not even the strange stuff. A proud member of the Pot Moth Network. Every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Anyways, she does pull free, mm-hmm. and she f- finally starts running. Yeah. And she it, she's getting chased by whatever this is. I mean, we know now it's, like, demonic forces, but I, yeah. I'm not sure if, you know, if that's really clear at this point. She makes it back to the cabin, but the door is locked. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds the set of keys kind of jammed in at the very top of the Why door. Why he put the keys back on the top of the... <laughs> what? He couldn't, he could have just kept them in the house. Just put them in your pocket. <laughs> but, so, fun fact, the ring of keys to the cabin's door once did, while filming, get stuck in the jam during filming. So they added that. They, like, kept it in and added it into the film during this part to add suspense to it. But at yeah. first, I was like, why did they put the keys back on the top of the door jam? And now anyone can come in. Yeah. What if we just put our house keys, like, every night at the whatever stupid um so yeah uh so she she of course then it takes her a second to figure out which key it is yes and she drops the keys on the ground and as she does her hand gets grabbed Mm -hmm. and there's this sort of like "Ah," moment oh my god who's that (laughs) but it's just ash and he pulls her inside like right before the thing catches up to her i feel like that should be a trope on our trope tracker like right when the thing almost catches you right as you close the door like a like a michael myers moment we gotta talk about our halloween poster that we found at the thrift store Oh, yeah, we found a, was it Halloween 4? Halloween 4. We found a sick movie poster at the thrift store. For Halloween For four. Halloween For, like, four. a dollar. Yeah, and we got to figure and out where to in, put it up. It's perfectly, like, it's not crinkled. It's so cute. It's in plastic. It's perfectly straight. We have to, like, figure out where, we should frame that shit. Like, I love I Halloween. Know. I love Halloween. The it's, movie. I mean, we should I like get Jamie Lee too. Curtis to sign it. I don't even think she was in Halloween 4. Where, where are we going to find Jamie Lee Curtis to sign it? She's around. <laughs> Um, we live in california doesn't she live in california anyways anyways. there's this line that i really love where um ash is kind of like holding her and like trying to comfort her while she's freaking out and he says like did something in the woods do this to you and then cheryl says it was the woods themselves i I like that line i dig it i like that line uh yeah, and she's like, I want to leave and stay somewhere in town tonight. And Ash is like, what the hell? But Cheryl insists. But as a good big brother. Yeah, so Ash is like, it. fine, I'll take you. So they walk out to the car. Classic, the car won't start. And it's suspenseful for a minute, but then the car does end up starting Cheryl up. freaks out again, and she's like, it's not going to let us leave. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the car starts. Um yeah, and so the other three just watch them drive away and then go back inside. 
Yes. Um, so as they're driving, Ash kind of stops and he's like, wait here a minute and just gets out of the car. Uh, I think hearing noises. We hear noises at least. Yeah. But which is never smart. And he just sort of vanishes into the very dark. She follows him. And then she follows him. I don't know what, I don't know why Uh, she keeps wandering into the woods. Don't do that. So she finds this weird kind of abandoned it's it's the bridge. It's but the bridge it, they went over that was very creaky and rickety, and yeah. now it's completely just trashed. They it can't looks get abandoned. Over it. it looks yeah. like it's been abandoned for years, but yeah. it's closed. So that basically means they can't leave. It's not gonna let them go. So they go back to the cabin. Ash is listening to the tape again. The man on the tape is saying that his wife is now possessed, mm-hmm. and he's worried that the only way to save her is bodily dismemberment. dismemberment. Lovely. So the girls, while this is happening, the girls are playing cards, and they're doing little card tricks, and I think it's Linda is guessing the cards. Quote-unquote guessing, and then I think it's Shelly who is like, yeah, you're getting it right, and she's not, and like, yeah. they're kind of messing around. But then Cheryl, having who has been bro- looking out the window, having a broody moment out the window, starts completely guessing every single mm-hmm. card, and it her voice distorts into like a demon dark like voice, and... Uh, basically she's now a demon (laughs) i put she gets super possessed yeah she turns around and she's like completely different right like her Mm -hmm. eyes are all weird and she she tries to like levitate yeah she floats above the ground she levitates and speaks in this demonic voice yeah and she sort of falls over like a rag doll Mm -hmm. and they go over to investigate and she seems unconscious but she's not and we see her grab a pencil And she stabs Linda right in the heel. Right in, like, fucking ankle, dude. Ooh, and it's really bad. And there's, like, a scuffle with her and, like, Ash and Scotty, and then they end up knocking her into the basement. But, god damn, that pencil right to the fucking... So, okay. In the script, Linda was supposed to be stabbed in the foot. Mm -hmm. But Robert Tappert, who is the same guy who suggested the fucking tree woods scene insisted that the possessed cheryl will stab her in the achilles tendon Mm -hmm. to punish the audience more get robert off this movie get him off get him off fire he's done he's done Uh, also i think this is the first time that we see like a decent because she not only just stabs her but she like pulls the Uh, pencil like down and like uh, rips her skin and there's blood fucking everywhere chills so this is the first time that we get a scene of like blood basically uh so the blood is fake blood and it's a combination of caro syrup non-dairy creamer and red food coloring and at one point, Bruce Campbell, who's Ash, his shirt that he wears in the film was so saturated with this fake blood that after drying it by the fire, the shirt was solidified and broke when he tried to put it on. So fucking nasty. So so here's what happens, right? She starts attacking the others. And she basically, there's there's kind of a scuffle. She traps Ash under a bookshelf that is that falls over. Mm-hmm. And she's approaching him, but as she does, Scott hits her in the head and knocks her into the cellar and locks yeah. her in. And then Ash just t- 
tucks Linda into bed for some reason. She just goes to sleep. She just goes to sleep. How do you do that? How do you go to sleep after all that just, just happened? just been stabbed in the ankle. No, I don't like it. Whatever. So everyone else is still awake and they're like, there's only a few hours till morning. We got to get out of here. We also see this scene from Cheryl's point of view, kind of like, she's still possessed, kind of poking out of the cellar. (laughs) Yeah, she's grunting and groaning a lot. Yeah. And I think it's Shelly who says, for God's sakes, she's like kind of freaking out about Cheryl, like doesn't want to be in the house with her anymore, the cabin with her anymore. And like freaking out about what happened to her and everything. And says, for God's sakes, what happened to her eyes? And from now on, anyone that gets possessed has these almost like bulging white slash reddish mm. eyes. And those are white contact lenses. And because the budget was so low, they're very basically very shitty contact lenses. They covered half the eye and had to be taken out every 15 minutes because their eyes could not breathe. Like they're not breathable. I think it was, um, I don't know, several of the people that had to wear uh the lenses were saying that it was almost like having like tupperware like Mm -hmm. on your eye (laughs) and it took like 10 minutes for them to put it on they could only wear it for 15 and then it took like another 10 minutes to like take it off and then they had to like let their eyes breathe after being basically just trapped under a a tupperware yeah, so Shelly goes into her room now to try to get some sleep. They're all just going to go to bed, I guess. I guess. Um, but we hear the demon noises outside again. And her window crashes in. And Scott goes into her room to investigate because obviously there was just a really loud noise. He goes so slow. <laughs> His response time <laughs> is so nonchalant given what's happened. He hears crashing <laughs> and like, maybe her screaming or something and then he they're like him and ash are like sitting in like the living room or whatever like shooting the shit or something and he just like very nonchalantly like well just like, we'll check that out <laughs> and like just kind of meanders to the room <laughs> and of course she's fucking not there because she got ripped through the fucking window <laughs> i mean what did he think it was fucking put some pep in your step scotty yeah. You know, one friend's a demon in the basement. Your other friend got stabbed in the ankle. And now your girlfriend, the room that your girlfriend is in, the w- window just got shattered and you hear the crash. And you're just like, well, fucking shit, dude. God. It's like, I'm trying to watch TV, man. I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott. Scott is a winner. Um, so she's not there anymore. He hears a noise in the closet and he opens the door. He finds nothing. Yeah. He goes looking for her in the bathroom where he does find something. And he is attacked by her and realizes that she too is now possessed. Mm-hmm. He tosses her off of him and into the fireplace. Yes. He pulls her out when he realizes what he what he's just done. Yeah. And then she just attacks him again. Yeah, she has, like, a moment where she talks about her pretty... Like, she's like, thank you so much for pulling me out of the fire. I didn't want to burn my pretty flesh. And then she says, like, join us as she attacks him. Um, Yeah. She has the weird dagger in her hand, and Scotty cuts her hand off, but, like, only halfway. Mm -hmm. And then Demon Shelly starts to just basically munch on her arm. Yeah, she just bites off the whole rest rest of of her hand off. And then, then she stabs herself with her dismembered hand. And well, then, Ash takes it. Doesn't she stab herself? 
No, Ash takes it. Her hand is still holding oh. on to it. But Ash takes the dagger and stabs her in the back. Okay, my then, bad. Then he does. Yeah, she dies. And I wrote in my notes that she spews milk. And that actually is milk. <laughs> is it? it yeah, is 2% it looked like milk. it. It looked like it. Um, so she falls down. She's seemingly dead. But when Scott goes to get a closer look, she is, of course, not Mm-mm. so he has to take matters into his own hands and he chops off all the rest of her limbs and just just chops her into pieces they really just fucking chops her into pieces it just leaves this bloody zombie pile She's like their like body parts are there like flopping around and, yeah like, it's just squelching mush. it's just and... mush yeah so they take what's left of shelly and they go to bury her outside the cabin so Scott, after this, is like, yeah, no, fuck this. I'm out of here. And Ash is like, well, we can't leave Linda. She can't go with her leg. Yeah, the bridge is messed up. We have to walk across the ravine. Linda's got her fucked up ankle. She can't. There's no way. And he's like, well, fucking she's not my girlfriend. I just chopped her to fucking bits. So I'm out of here. Yeah. And uh, and Scott's like, okay, well, screw you guys. I'm going. And then he just goes on his own. So Scott... He's a winner. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Demon Cheryl is still yelling and being a demon in the cellar. And Linda has somehow slept through all of this. But we quickly find out why. Because Ash goes in to check on her. And he finds that she is her also little, now a demon. Her little pencil hole starts to, like, web and, like, mm-hmm. turn, like, her whole leg black. And so that shot of the like infection spreading throughout her leg was shot later with a different like stand-in actress she had to keep perfectly still as the infection was drawn onto her leg frame by frame oh my god and the process took about an hour and according to good old robbie tappert he says that (laughs) once the shot was finished the stand-in actress promptly threw up oh also, the noises, like the stabbing noises and everything, uh, were replicated by stabbing dead chickens. And then Bruce Campbell, all the groaning and the moaning and the screaming, Bruce Campbell had to scream into a microphone for like <laughs> several hours to yeah. get all of the noises. Nice. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, he, so Ash runs to the door. And Scott all of a sudden comes running back. That he kind of jumps. Kind of jump scares Ash. Yeah. And he has seemingly been very badly injured in the woods. He tells Ash that they're all gonna die. Uh, Scott says that there's a way around the bridge. There's a trail, but that the trees are alive and they're not gonna let them leave. Yeah. And then Linda is just sitting like crisscross applesauce in the doorway, laughing like. She has this creepy creepy, little girl laugh. Like, little doll laugh. Mm -hmm. And Betsy Baker, who plays Linda, they took, like, a mold of her face for, like, you know, the the demon head type deal. And when they took the facial mold, took off all of her fucking eyelashes. All of them. Hmm. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was funny. So, Um, as as she's laughing, Ash hits her trying to get her to stop but she's completely unfazed and ash tries to kill linda with a shotgun but she briefly changes back into normal linda and i don't really know 
I thought at first it was a trick. I don't know if it really was or not. I think it was because then after Linda, like, kind of drops the act and is normal, then we hear Cheryl in the basement also sound normal. And she's like, Mm -hmm. Ashley, let me out. I'm fine now. It's okay. So I think it was a trick. Yeah. So as soon as he goes over to investigate Cheryl in the cellar, she grabs him and tries to choke him. Through the floor. Yeah, through the floor. Her hand just comes right up and grabs his face. Uh, Linda has also now turned back to her demon self. And... Um, They're singing, we're gonna get <laughs> you. We're gonna get you. And Ash just drags Linda outside and leaves her there and yeah. locks the door. And he goes back in. He tries to give Scott something to drink. It's like water, but he's just like pouring it on his face, basically. He's like, dead. He's not getting anything. No, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And uh, yeah, but he he's, tries to give him water anyways. <laughs> um, and he's like, soon we're, we'll all go home together. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Except Shelly. <laughs> yeah, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. He hears Linda giggling again and realizes that she's back in the house. Mm-hmm. The little lockout trick didn't work. She attacks him and stabs him with a dagger. Licks his blood off the dagger. <laughs> Before trying to attack him again. Yeah. She kind of backs him up and corners him near the cellar where Demon Cheryl grabs at his feet. Yeah. He's got one demon on, on each end. Yeah. And the scene where possessed Linda is like uh, coming at ash with the dagger because betsy baker the actress who plays linda had those big fucking tupperware contact lenses she literally could not fucking see a thing (laughs) so they're fighting so they're fighting and linda and betsy baker basically she's blind yeah and ash is just fighting like a (laughs) blind zombie at this point um so, yeah, we've got Linda coming at him with the dagger, Cheryl grabbing his ankles from the cellar. He's able to, like, wriggle the dagger away from Linda and has the dagger behind Linda's back and just basically pushes her onto it. She gets impaled and then spews milk and dies, I guess. But we don't seemingly, really know. Seemingly. Seemingly. She, she, yeah, she does spew milk, but it, it, we don't know really if she's know. dead yet. So he drags her body out into the shed, and he locks the body down with chains. And he, he's, like, making moves to dismember her with this chainsaw. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he can't do it. Yeah. So he goes to bury her instead. So that scene where he has that chainsaw, I saw, like a, like, a note that said that he actually is like bruce campbell is actually holding a real chainsaw and when you get the close-up of like demon linda on the table you can see how fast her like pulse is racing because of like have him having a real chainsaw up against her but like i mean i'd I'd have to go back and look actually if the chainsaw still has the actual chain on it or if they replaced it with like a fake chain like how Mm -hmm. they do at horror nights knowing how this movie goes i think like and how like little budget they had i feel like they probably just used a real fucking chainsaw and put it right up next to her probably which is terrifying that's not a cool thing to do to no. your your actors um so yeah so he goes to bury her but when he puts her in the ground and and you know buries her under the dirt um she just comes right back up and yeah. attacks him 
she's also or he's also grabbed her mirror locket at this point he's she as her arms are coming out of the ground she's like scratching the shit out of his leg basically tearing all of his skin off um he starts like beating the shit out of her with a log um he falls and she goes to jump on top of him but at the last second he grabs the shovel that he was using to bury her with and swings it as she's jumping in the air and basically chops her head off yeah but she's still alive like her head's like wriggling all around and her body's still trying to fight him so and then all of a sudden we just cut to him walking into the cabin yeah, I think what we're supposed to have understood is, is that, that he, killed her? he killed her and yeah. she sort of just started, she just died off. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So so this is the final stretch, right? Ash comes back to the cabin. He finds that demon Cheryl has escaped. She attacks Ash from outside a window as he's sort of like walking through the house looking for her. He shoots her in the neck, which almost knocks off her head, but not quite. Not quite. And he locks uh, Demon Cheryl out of the cabin. He he runs. He's like the door. All of your windows are shattered, my guy. You can lock all <laughs> yeah, every he, single door. He runs in this house. to the back door. It's like he's just gonna come in through the window. All every almost every single window in this cabin <laughs> is shattered completely open. You're what? So, so here's the thing. Um, I'm an idiot, mm. and. He says he he's looking for a box of shells. He's like, where did I find that box of shells? Mm. I did not understand what that meant. I had no idea what I was supposed to be understanding. I I was like literally I was like I thought that oh I was like gosh. I was like is he gonna use seashells as a weapon? Oh, I was so shells. I don't know I don't know anything about guns. So anyways, he yeah, he goes into the cellar looking for a box of shotgun shells, which I now know. Seashells. <laughs> seashells. Shells. He's going to sell she- sell. Oh no. He's going to sell, sell seashells, seashells by, by the, the seashore. Shelly! Shelly! <gasps> Shelly! Shelly's going to sell seashells by the seashore. Um anyways, <clears throat> so <Anyways>. he, <laughs> so he's downstairs and the, there's these pipes are leaking which they were leaking earlier but we didn't say it because we're bad at doing this and he finds that they're actually leaking blood, blood. and it just bursts and pours just all over blood him right in his fucking face and he so he finds this shells he finds the seashells and he goes back upstairs he finds a lot of very typical paranormal things happening right the grandfather clock is sort of spiraling out of control the shutters on the window or well what was the windows are um are like opening and closing really rapidly yeah there's uh music is playing yeah it's a very um there was a the a very like the strangers moment where the yeah. music starts playing. I Old love that. Old timey music. The all the electronics. The 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 um, projector that had blood spewing from it, and the light bulbs that are filled with blood. They're all exploding. Um, he goes back upstairs. Like the clocks are freaking out. We get this cool ass fucking shot where there's a mirror, and he's freaking out. All this shit's happening. Blood's coming from every part of the house. He's freaking the fuck out. Ash looks in the mirror and goes to like, it's almost like one of those things that people do in horror movies where they're like trying to center themselves. Like they're having a freak out moment and they're going to touch their reflection to kind of center themselves. Like I'm here. Mm -hmm. This is real. I'm alive. Blah, blah, blah. He reaches his hand to the mirror 
and it's water and he his hand just goes right through it and he freaks out even fucking more and i, I was watching that shot it's so good it is it it's is really so good, good. Mm-hmm. this is one of those things like this is the reason why sam raimi did this movie and has now done like dr strange spider-man right. produces these makes a shit ton of money no because I mean, like I think- all these sh- like this movie it's made in the 80s but it's still so fucking good yeah, I mean, I think when you watch it, there are elements of it that are maybe, like, a little over the top or cartoonish or... Mm-hmm. But really, when you think about it as a product of its time, it's very good. Yeah. I, I mean, if I were sitting in a theater watching this in the 80s, it would have scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> he gets kind of startled by a noise outside and, like, shoots through a window. There's a, it's a, there's a lot of tension. It's also storming outside, so it's, wind. it's it's hard to know what's, like, a zombie and what's the storm, and, you know, uh, it, there's just a lot of tension. So he stands by the door, just kind of standing guard, mm-hmm. and the second he lets his guard down for, like, one second, uh, Cheryl's demon hands just come <laughs> crashing through the door and try to grab him. They grab his face. Now, unfortunately, at this point, Scott has also come back as he a zombie. He is the evil dead. They're also not zombies. I'm saying zombie, and they're They're, like, possessed, else. like, they're the evil dead. I'm, I'm calling know. them zombies. That's yeah. what they are to me. And he attacks Ash. He tries to choke him. And yeah. Ash shoves his thumbs into his eyes. Squishes and them. pulls this branch out of his stomach that was presumably there from the woods attack. And blood just comes pouring out of it so (laughs) this like stick thing i guess is like a super well-known like thing i guess so it's not super easily visible that scotty had this stick poking out of his like abdomen um when he came back from the woods like it wasn't like very prominent so no one really knew that it was there when the stick is actually pulled out by ash resulting in all of that blood a lot of people, when watching this movie, didn't think it was a stick because they didn't notice it. And it is often suggested that Ash pulls Scotty's dick off. Oh. Hmm. And honestly, after seeing the forest scene, it wouldn't be too far off to assume that. It wouldn't be a stretch, no. But I just thought that was funny because yeah. I kind of just assumed, like obviously we didn't see a stick ahead of time, but when we saw it in that moment, it, my that's mind what I, immediately went yeah, to that's stick. That's what it looked like to me. But you know, interesting. The so, cabin starts to get really smoky yeah. while this is happening. The fire, I guess, is like getting out of control. That's in the fireplace, and the house is like starting to burn down. The human skin book has also been knocked over in in the scuffle. Mm -hmm. And it's laying in front of the fireplace just a little bit out of Ash's reach. Mm -hmm. And he reaches for it as they both, Scott, Demon Scott and Demon Cheryl, both attack him. Uh, Ash ends up using the mirror necklace that he gave Linda to grab the book and pull it towards him. This part I thought was kind of (laughs) stupid. Well, he- and I, I just thought, I was like, you're forcing this necklace too much. And the reason why is the magnifying glass necklace was originally intended to be a plot point by Ash using it to focus the sunlight through the magnifying glass to then burn the Book of the Dead. Mm. But it was decided that it just wasn't going to work. So then they had, they 
made this necklace so relevant they used so much of it like as a plot point up until that point in filming where they knew it wasn't going to work that they had to like wiggle it in in some way so that's why he's like using the necklace as like a fishing line to try to get this book and i, I was like the first idea better i do too i just think it probably just wasn't feasible for them to do it like they couldn't figure out a way to film it i guess and this yeah. was the next best thing but part of me just wish that maybe they just left the necklace out because it kind of was a little stupid that he's like a foot away from it. He's like using this necklace as like yeah a way to like fish it closer to him. But he gets it. Yeah, so he does. He gets it and he throws it in the fireplace. And as soon as the book starts burning, both of the zombies just sort of freeze in place. And, and like melt. Yeah, they start to melt. And they just kind of start to fall apart. And we we see their bodies just kind of like decompose and I don't know how to describe like some hands just kind of start to come out of like their stomachs and there's just lots of blood and guts and mush and like cockroaches and mold they use uh creamed corn yeah that so yeah they're just like cottage cheese creamed corn yeah out of these dead bodies it's just this mix of like mush anything that looks gross yeah (laughs) um but anyways they uh they have finally died and we see that the sun is coming up and ash stands up just completely covered in blood and Mm -hmm. holding linda's necklace and Ash walks outside, he sees the sunrise, he starts to walk away from the cabin, and we see this one last demon point of view, and see it race toward Ash from behind and attack him, and the very last shot is, you know, he just turns around and he screams. Yep. Fin. Fin. Finito. Oh, man. I enjoyed this movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. On a scale of one to five. Pencils in the ankle. (laughs) No, no, no. One to five mirror necklaces. You keep saying mirror. It's not a mirror. What is it? It's a magnifying glass. Okay. All right. Fine. One to five. Chainsaws. No. Let me think of. Let me think for a second. One scale of one, two, five. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, one to five pencils. Okay. One to five pencils. Uh, I will give it as a movie as a whole. I'll give it three and a half. I'll say three and a half. I liked it. I think there are a lot of shots that are very original. They're very... uh, I am a big fan of, like, practical effects in any type of movie. And, of course, there are lots of it because it's the 80s and they didn't, like, have amazing CGI and stuff. So I'm a big fan of it. I think it's a pretty original storyline. I mean, demons. I really do like, you know... I'm a big fan of any, like, not even particularly horror movies, like, even, like, action movies and stuff where at the end of it, there's just someone who's so dirty and disgusting Mm -hmm. where they're, I really like that. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, I thought the acting was pretty good. I think everyone really knew how to portray, like, sheer terror. Um, I think you know the tree forest scene can be done away with completely and i wish i could forget about it 
Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. On a scariness scale out of five pencils, I'd probably also give it a three. A majority of it was mainly just like gore, you know, and like yeah. body horror. There are some jump scares, but like they're pretty, like you can anticipate them happening. So yeah. What about you? I think my opinion on this movie might surprise you, actually. I was delighted by it. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I normally I do not like gore. You know that. Mm -hmm. But I I found it delightful. I thought I thought it was very charming. I thought that the I thought that the gore was it was so over the top that it didn't disturb me. And yeah. part of that could have just been like that also that it's a product of its time too. But I liked it a lot. I would give it probably four and a half stars. I think it could have done without a scene or two. Mm-hmm. But I I really don't think, as particularly for a movie that was made quite some time ago, what, 40 plus years ago now? I think it was very good. I don't think there's much that I was left asking for. It's a very good, like, classic horror film. It also really makes me wish that I had gone to college in the 70s or the 80s because it just, like, they're just cute, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. My Their outfits are cute. Like, they their hairstyles are cute, you know? Yeah. I loved how um, Ash, I think, I think it was Ash, Like, there were a couple times where he just almost had this, like, transatlantic accent, almost. Like, he, like, there's the one scene where uh, I think Scotty says that they need to bury Shelly. And uh, and Ash is like, we can't do that. She's a friend of ours. (laughs) Like, I just, no one would talk. We can't do that. She's a friend. He specifically says she's a friend of ours. I love that. Nobody would talk like that now. Mm. We'd just be like, oh, we can't. Ba-. I don't know. It just felt, I, I really thought it was very cute. I liked it. I, I liked yeah. it as a whole. thought it was a really good movie. I really liked it. I would watch it again. Um, on scariness, probably like a three. It's not going to keep me up at night. Mm-mm. It was a little bit, I mean, there were some disturbing parts. I did think, though, in terms of scariness, the the whole, like, demonic chanting, mm. that kind of stuff really gets me. It's so, spooky. Yeah, it's like I was talking about those, those kind of, like, some of those sound effects they did. I really liked those. So that, I think, if it weren't for those, I think I'd give it a lower score on scariness. Yeah. But, yeah. I think, you know, other than, I think Creep obviously has a cult following. Mm-hmm. And I think the only other movie other than Creep that we've covered that has this sort of like classic cult following with it is Creature of the Black Lagoon. People like love getting tattoos of like the creature from Black Lagoon. <laughs> but I kind of feel like that's more for aesthetic, don't you think? May- it has to be. Because it's a very cute aesthetic. I post pictures of it all the time. It's cute. Our, it's, the movie is terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it was made in like 1792. So. Yeah, but I mean, seeing that movie and then seeing this one going into it, I was like, oh, it's a cult classic. I Meaning it's going to be one of those movies that's not really that good, but it's just got aesthetics and everyone's like, bleh. No, it's really good. It it's really got good. aesthetics. It's got great shots. I mean, it's directed by it's this is Sam Raimi's first movie. It's great. No, I'm a fan and you know me, like I love to go into a movie with a bad attitude. I was ready to complain. I have very few complaints about this movie. I really liked it. You and I start movies very differently on different <laughs> ends. I start it being like this is going to be the best movie ever and then just slowly get more and more disappointed whereas you start off being like I'm going to fucking hate this movie and then you get like slowly more surprised and That's like 
content. That's just my approach to life in general. Yeah. I just I just hope that I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was very cute. I can totally see why it has a cult following. It mm-hmm. has so much, like, personality and it's character. It's very well-deserved. Yeah, it's, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So thank you, De- Bones, Dead, Dead, Dead bone, Guy. Dead Guy Bone. I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. You know, we got to do the Blair Witch Project next. Yeah. That I think Santa so um, wrote that in. Oh, yeah. Well, it's your next pick. Next time, if Blair you want. Witch for Santa and for me. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I hadn't seen it until I watched it with you. It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. I really like it. I don't know I if like I found... seen it until I watched it with you, but I love oh, really? it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I like found I footage remember. films. They always make me happy. Yeah. Anyways, well, thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I mean, if you would like to support us in any way, the easiest way to do that is to just give us a follow or subscribe or whatever it is on whatever you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple uh, podcasts or spotify just give us a follow and maybe even leave like a five-star review but if you don't like it don't leave just don't just, leave a just bad move review. on it's gonna hurt my feelings please don't do it and also if you don't like us and you've listened to this entire episode what's wrong with you <laughs> but if you do like us give us a follow on whatever you're listening to and give us a five-star rating because it helps us reach more people, which is just what we want to do. I make a joke when I'm working in my real life because in my real life job, believe it or not, I, I this podcast does not pay the bills. But in my real life job, when I'm done doing the thing that I do in my job. Do you do that thing where it's like, I've been your tour guide this evening and my name is Joseph. And yeah. if you didn't like it, then my name was Aaron. I do that joke. And then I also do another joke because I have to give out surveys. Yeah. So I do that joke. I, I say, my yeah, you know, like, my, my name's Kayla. Like, if you liked me, it really helps. If you want to say, like, if you didn't like me, my, you know, my name's Taylor. Like, people love that joke. They die laughing Yeah, I did it. that when I was serving, too. And then the other one that people really like is I'll say, um, I'll be like, if, you know, Feel, feel free to leave out, fill out the survey. It's optional. If you really liked me, it really helps me out. But if you didn't like me, just don't fill it out at all because I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and people die, they crack up. I'm, I'm like a stand-up comedian. They love that joke. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's true because people are always like, even if you don't like, give me your constructive criticism. I don't want constructive criticism. No, I don't criticism. want it. It's going to hurt my feelings. Don't. I don't want to improve. I just want you to tell me you love me or just don't, if, don't say anything. Don't yeah, we are our own worst critics, so please <laughs> don't tell us that but you people, don't like us. People love that joke. I'll uh, in more future episodes. I'll tell you some more of the jokes that I tell because I, yeah. I am a corporate stand-up comedian. I'm hilarious. Oh yeah, you're hilarious. I'm really funny. Anyways, give us a follow and maybe a five-star review. If it's not, if anything less than five star, we don't fucking want it. <laughs> um, you can also Steven follow is us. Gonna leave us a two-star. Yeah, I hate this podcast. <laughs> sucks uh if if you want to uh follow us on instagram it's speak of the devil pod that's where we primarily do our polls for our listener picks uh you can also we do have an email which we don't utilize very often but you can email us suggestions as well if you Mm -hmm. don't want to follow us on instagram or if you don't use instagram um at speak of the devil pod one at gmail.com 
<laughs> speak of the devil was already taken speak of the devil <laughs> pod was already taken and um you can email us your suggestions and if you're going to email us a suggestion let us know why you're suggesting the movie as well uh, so if we pick it and if it ends up winning the listener pick, we can shout you out and stuff. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter if that's easiest for you at speak of the devil, speak devil pod. Sorry. Speak devil pod. Should have had more continuity with our handles. Uh, whatever. I mean, you can't <laughs> win them all. Uh, and if, uh, I think that's all we have. Oh, we also have um, TikTok. I don't remember what our TikTok handle is, but I'm trying to get back on TikTok as I well. have one other thing to say. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that if you do f- listen to our podcast um, and you um, want to say hi, um, say hi on Instagram and tell us what you liked about the episode and um, hang out with us because we're very lonely and it's fun to hear feedback and it's fun to hear from you guys. Yeah. Um, talk about spooky things with us because, I mean, we only have each other to speak. We have, we have each other. We have no friends. So I'm just putting it out there. If you're another podcast, if you want to collab, if you're not a podcast and you just want to chat about spooky movies, um, you should you should hit us up because um, we can. We We're can, friendly. We can chat and uh, and that that'll be fun. So. Yeah. So, um, and I think it would be fun to talk to people who listen to us. Yeah, we're always, uh, like, we are in no way, shape, or form experts on horror movies. So, you know, getting other people's opinions on what they thought of horror movies, what's their favorite, what do they like to see in horror movies, what they don't like to see. We're always, like, very open to have a discussion. That's why we love, you know, talking with Shook. We really liked having other people to kind of contribute what they saw and what they've noticed in, you know, the movies that we've watched and... um if there's something that you really liked about, you know, any of the movies that we've covered or that we will cover that maybe we didn't cover, we didn't point out your favorite scene or a shot or something that you really liked that we hadn't said, message us and let us know. That's it. Well, my name's Taylor. My name is Kayla. Thanks for listening. We're not scared of anything. Are you? Ah!